if you could change one thing about your home, what would it be? A new kitchen, a new master bath, maybe put in a pool. What if you could do it with no money out of pocket and cheaper monthly payments? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you can even skip your next two house payments. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender, savewithconrad.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Rocket Promotions. Tony and first what they win, look Shivani's back again. World title split off center stage, Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New World Order, and the Crow. Under Russo, Arquette champ, Vinnie Mac, simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad, not your classy podcast. Watch a lot, try not to laugh, Lois rules, cat back. This wasn't the initial plan, Tom Ziggs a good looking man. Quandike Bill, make a chair. Tommy, you come over here. What happened, Win? Shivani, anything. Huh. What is up, my man, Tony Shivani? Cassio, my good friend. First of all, show us your freaking earrings. Come on, baby. Woo! Come on, Look at that. Huh? Got some Billy Grahams in, baby. I don't know, man. It's kind of inspired by Nick Jackson, if you ask me. <laughs> I can take that. We yeah, both buddy. got the same hair on top, I think. Yeah. Hey, I'd just like to say it's great to see that Justin Davis is still alive. I wasn't sure about that for a long time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, I know that top guy, Heel Eddie, is still alive. Uh, and uh, there you go. And Coach Rosie, what the hell is on your forehead? My God, guys. Oh, okay. this is going to be well, awesome. Not, in honor of, uh, I got to keep a 55th with you, Tony. You know, uh, this whole C-Mac thing is, has really gotten to me. And instead of getting Hoover killer put on my forehead, cuh, I got bugs. Put right oh, on my he's forehead. Got yeah. A bug tattoo. On his forehead. On oh. on hood. And uh <laughs> on hood. And uh, by the way, just to warn everybody tonight that here's the bug. Boom. He's got his back to us, which means everything is okay. But he and Chewy got into something in the backyard and they both got the they got the shits. So if Bug turns around and starts looking at us, I've got to take him downstairs to take a shit. So uh, then you can talk amongst yourself at that time. I would be back. We'll warn you. Mm. We'll warn you if he turns his head. Oh, I'll know. He'll go. He'll be barking at me and everything. So there you go. By the way, ironically, if I do the same thing, guys, I've got to take a shit. I'll be back. Y'all can handle the cue. Yeah. Uh, There there may have been some questions about why uh, Cassio and not Lauren as our host uh, tonight. (laughs) And I just decided that Cassio had the bigger boobs. So, uh, Boy, that's I mean, it's a close, but I got it. We measured. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I had to show them to Tony for 10 minutes. Yeah, un- in. 
Yeah, and so and I've seen Casio's boobs. Okay, <laughs> so I know what they look like. So I went with that one. Okay. You do. Uh, we, me and Tony seen a lot of each other. That's yeah, we, we have, we have, we were, uh, we were in the pool at Conrad Thompson's house, uh, a long time ago. It's probably my last trip to Conrad's when it was like 80 degrees outside, maybe 85 degrees in Huntsville, Alabama, but in the infinity pool, the water was 28 degrees. So it was like, fuck, <laughs> warm this fucker up. And, uh, and then I saw Cassio's boobs and how erect the nipples got. And so I thought, you know, we'll just, I'll just let him post this here. So, Hey, I'm done. I'm I'm done for the night. Good to see everybody. Got to take the bug out the shit. Okay. Just going to be us the rest of the night. You come back when he's done and we'll wrap it up. All right, let's get to everyone. Uh, everyone's got questions, so we'll try to get to everybody. If I accidentally skip you, if we get close to the end, I haven't got to you. Just send me a reminder in the chat box. Keep yourself muted. Y'all know the drill. Let's have some fun. Let's start with, is it Zoll or Zoel? It's Zoll. Zoll, what's up, brother? Don't worry. I've been called a lot worse, so we okay. good. <laughs> uh, Cassio, I think this is actually the first time that I've been on a uh, chat where you've been hosting, so it's great to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. I know it's the first one because I would have remembered Zoel. <laughs> uh, Tony- first Zoel. <laughs> Oh, let's go. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Tony, I, I first want to say um, it has been a very difficult uh, 90 days for me. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Going through my second divorce. So oh, what happened wow. wind has been very much a spirit lifter for me. Well, that's listening, great. listening to you and Conrad and feeling like I'm the third wheel, which I think I'm going to be for the rest of my life, which is mm. okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got you. Um, it's been very, you know, the, the humor has got me through that process because divorce is never fun. So I really appreciate what you and Conrad have done. Um, it's, it's brought, it's brought a lot of joy to my life on that aspect. Well, Zoe, thank you for saying that. I, I, I say this many times. I, I hear a lot of things from different people, uh, and, and obviously from different listeners and, um, uh, obviously 98% of it is positive. 99% is positive. Uh, and especially here on, on ad free shows and on my own channel, WHW Monday. Um, sometimes I, I, I think about what I do for a living and how I feel, or not really feel this way deep in my heart that, uh, there's a lot of people, uh, out there who have more important jobs than I do. Doctors, uh, first responders, uh, people who, uh, who work with, uh, well, teachers, okay? I mean, they have the, the important jobs. So I, I never really uh, think my job is that important. But then I hear you say what you say, and then I realize that, you know, maybe we, we are important uh, to a lot of people. And so I just want to let you know that what you just said means a lot to me. And I'm, I'm really sorry about your divorce. Uh, I, uh, Lois and I have been we're getting ready to be married 41 years, uh, which is kind of like uh, the World 600. NASCAR race, just go round and round and round and round. You think the fucker will never stop. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, that's, uh, I appreciate you saying that buddy. Where, where, where you, uh, where do you live? Zol? Where you I'm from? actually, I'm actually from, uh, or actually I'm from Alaska. Oh, wow. Uh, but, but I live in Southeast Kansas. So, uh, okay. Kansas city Royals, let's go. Yeah. All right. Um, um, but real quick, I just, I got two quick questions. 
the first one, uh, with Top Guy Weekend being announced, I'm asking this of all the ad-free shows hosts. Yeah. Top Top Guy Weekend coming yeah. up in Chicago in September. Right. For you, what are the rules of Tony Schiavone? Like, if we come up to you, whether it's Top Guy Weekend or perhaps a Comic-Con, like, as far as rules go, like, like, if someone was to approach you, like, what are you looking for as far as a, a healthy communication interaction? First of all, you got to stand on your head and fart the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> okay, working okay. on that. Uh, start practicing, bro. Okay, so yeah, start practicing. Okay. Uh, uh, first, last uh, Top Guy weekend, uh, unfortunately, and those of you who were there uh, know that uh, last Top Guy weekend, James Elcori got me very drunk. Uh, and I was so drunk that I was, uh, I was uh, Frank Bruno, don't shake your head. Shocker. Uh, and yeah, uh, <clears throat> so, uh, I'm going to be sober this time because I really haven't been drunk since, uh, that last time. Uh, uh, but no, there's, there's, listen, just come up and approach me. I'm, uh, those of you who know me know I'm very, very approachable because I feel like I'm just like you guys. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a big time wrestling fan that just was fortunate enough to get on this side of the camera. So I think I'm very approachable. There's no rules. Uh, and, uh, please come up and say hello. Okay. Okay. Second question real quick. Sure. Um, what is the weirdest thing you have done with your eyes wide open? Stand on my head and fart the star spangled. <laughs> no, I, uh, <laughs> the weirdest thing I ever done with my eyes wide open. <clears throat> I think that was a silver reference. Yeah. Tell the truth. Tell the uh, truth. Oh, get the have fuck you out. The oh, there's, there's Dave. Yeah, oh, Silva's here. Get out of here. <laughs> Uh, well, it hadn't been what Silva uh, promised to do. I can tell you that. Okay. Okay. You will uh, lie. Uh, let's see. Uh, I took a shit in a moving car. That worked. You didn't close okay. your eyes for that? <laughs> no. It must have came out easy, brother. <laughs> Thank you so much for the time, Tony. I really right, appreciate well. it. Thank you, brother. By the way, uh, the last text message I received from Dave Silva says, Hey, Chico, thanks again for the tickets this past weekend. We ought to blast. Now all you got to do is blast my teeth out with that pee-pee. Dems the rules. So God. what are we dealing with? I, I, what are we dealing with? What is Dave Silva's wife dealing with? <laughs> That's the freaking question. A lot of teeth blasted. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> Her eyes are closed. Mm-hmm. How's your Peter mate? It's been, uh, okay. Well, th- can you describe it for us? Like what I'm trying to do over here is a police sketch of your wiener. Can you just descri- describe it to me? No, I'm not going to describe my wiener to you. I'm going to, I'm going to, are gonna, you out of your mind? I'm going to paint you like I do those, those pretty French girls. I'm ready. A lot of, I mean, what talk about the head. Is it bulbous? What are we okay. doing? No, it's are there wrinkles? Remember the, uh, you remember the movie? It was a horror movie called The Invisible Man. Didn't watch it. Okay. Anyway, The Invisible Man, you knew he was there. You just couldn't see him. That's your gimmick right now. There you go. <laughs> That's right. This episode and Tony's Wiener Meat are sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, here's the thing. Serious business. Confidence can take you far in life. And that's really important when it comes time to uh, <clears throat> put on a show. Mm-hmm. You need to feel confident. And so you need to make sure that you're where you need to be. And this is not 
for older fellows like Tony Schiavone. This is for guys our age who want to put on a five-star performance. We're looking for six stars, baby. Mm. Well, Blue Chew can help. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as both Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. Now you can take these dudes anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises, like maybe Rebel gives you the steel signal. I don't know. Now the process is simple. You sign up at bluechew.com. You consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, Tony, you'll receive your prescription within days. And here's the best part. It's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations and no waiting in line at the pharmacy and blue Chew's tablets are made right here in the USA. That's right. The old red, white, and blue chew is prepared and shipped directly to your door, all in a discreet package but there won't be anything discreet about your package. No more invisible man, Tony. You're going to mm. be strutting that ass all around town with a super hard dong. <laughs> so you would could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform. Blue Chew can help. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free when you use the promo code WHW at checkout. Just pay the five bucks shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code WHW, to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And as always, we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. And as always, we come to you from the Blue Chew Studios. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, let's get another question in. Let's go to my man, Art. Where are you at, brother? Hey, sorry. First of all, thank you, Tony. Thanks for being here, as always. Thanks, Art. I appreciate you, buddy. You coming to C2E2 this year or too close to Top Guy Weekend? I don't know yet. I'm, I'm probably I'm probably going to come to it. I, I, I really enjoy those. I, I enjoy... Well, obviously, I enjoy making money, but I also enjoy uh, meeting people, and uh, I, I, I love comic cons. A lot of the stuff that you see behind me here was purchased in comic cons, uh, and I've got—I uh, don't know if uh, this will do it any justice or not—but I've got over here a Batman collection. You see right there, I've got like three things of Batman. Uh, so, and I've got—I've uh, got some prints. Uh, that uh, Neil Adams, one of the great Batman illustrators, have signed for the Batcave. So <clears throat> I, I like comic cons for two reasons. Again, I, I like uh, being able to uh, sell my wares, uh, meeting fans, and I also like, I just like being there. I think they're cool. Um, although uh, C2E2 last year was a little bit uh, pared down, uh, and I, I, I guess you were there, Art. Uh, it was pared down because I guess. Uh, None of the big ones like Marvel or DC even put up a booth. Um, so I actually was not, I was there a couple of years ago and I had, okay. uh, I actually mentioned to you, I worked customer service at the time and got a chat from a uh, Tommy young. Oh, wow. So, but hmm. my real question is, um, who, 
Shit, actually, I just lost it. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's all right. Um, hey, I don't know how old you are, but I lose shit all the time. About to be 35. Brain. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wait 30 years, you only know who your fucking name is. Oh, here's my question. Okay. What did you think of the whole uh, Angel Hernandez debacle the other night? Uh, I know you're talking about an umpire. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm really not keeping up with the baseball at all. Not at all. So I don't know what, what happened. He had 19 blown calls and Kyle Schwarber went off on him. Yeah. In the ninth inning. Well, uh, let me say this, uh, Art, here's what's going to happen. And it's going to happen sooner or later, buddy. You're going to see, uh, you're going to see automated umpires. You're going to see every play at first base be videotaped. Games are going to be four hours long or it's going to be video reviewed. Uh, you're going to have the automated umpire. That's exactly what TV wants. And so, you know, baseball can have itself and implode on itself. All I give a shit. Thank you. I, I right. appreciate your takes on baseball. All right. Thanks, buddy. I wish I was still the baseball fan, but I don't give a shit about it anymore. I give a Fair shit enough. about vintage stuff. I give a shit about collecting cards from the sixties and pictures. And I've got a, uh, I've got downstairs a, a baseball room, but it's it's full of vintage memorabilia. It's not full of any current shit, you know? So they can have the fucking game. <laughs> hey, baseball can go fuck itself. So there you go. There we go. Thank I was you. waiting on the punctuation. <laughs> Thank you. Let's go to our next question with the man with the uh, only tattoo as big as Cody's. Josh Rosenbaum. Coach, what's up, brother? What's up? What's up? Good to see everybody. Hey, Coach. Uh, Tom, yeah, Tony, what's up? I got a couple questions uh, about, first of all, I want to ask about Serena Deep. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't catch how she got that big goose egg on her, on her eyeball. Yeah, right. And how is she doing today? Because, damn, when, at the end of the match, when you looked at her face, she was fighting off tears. She was tough as nails. What was that all about? Well, she's a tough girl and she actually got hurt. And I don't know yeah. if you, I don't know if you've seen the, uh, what she put on social media today or not. What happened was, uh, when, uh, they did this spot where, uh, Sheeta got the powder in her face and was swinging wildly with the, uh, with a mm. kendo stick. She, she kind of ducked, but the edge of the kendo stick caught her in the face. And that's mm. what hit it. And it, and it's, it, it was like a goose egg. I like almost like a baseball. I remember I, I, I grabbed her and I hugged her because she and I are really good friends. She's a, just a wonderful young lady. And I grabbed her, hugged her. I said, you do know, this is a work, don't you? She mm -hmm. said, Oh no, it was, it was a kendo stick. It caught me when I tried to duck out of the way. So, uh, she was hurt, but she's tough. She's going to be okay. She really is. It's going to take a little okay. while for that to heal though. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. That was a heck of a match. Yeah. Uh, and and then the other one, this is no criticism. I just I need to know the theory behind it because you've you've been in the back and heard plenty of booking meetings. What is the theory behind? And I'm not talking that you know the background behind AEW, but why are they flipping the TNT Championship so much? Like two weeks, Sammy, two weeks, Scorpio, yeah, and not having that long sustained drive. I thought yeah. when Scorpio won it the first time. We were going to have them for a significant amount of time. Yeah. You know, that, that is a great question, coach. I, I, I don't know the thought behind that. The only thing I can tell you is that it's all in the mind of Tony Khan 
and he comes up with all this stuff, uh, and I can't explain it. I, I do work a lot closer with him now than ever before, uh, so uh, I'm I'm privy to what he wants and his uh, direction going forward. Why? A lot of times I just <laughs> just don't give a shit. I say, okay, yeah, it's fine. Uh, and he doesn't ask my opinion. Uh, he some things he does, but very rarely does he. I don't know what that's about. I, I'm th- here's what here's my thought about this, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong. And listen, I have nothing to base this on. There's nothing that I know inside behind this. But Sammy has turned himself into a heel. I mean, he is almost he's almost become like what Cody Rhodes was before he left, right? Trying to be mm-hmm. a babyface, and all of a sudden the fans turn against him and boo him. And that a lot of that has been because of what he and Ty has done on have done on social media, you know. And now they're and now they're just embracing the hill persona, and maybe Tony wanted a babyface run uh, with the belt, and realized Tony wasn't the babyface to run with the belt, and maybe Sky is going to be the babyface to run with it. Uh, listen, I personally, uh, I would give it to Sky and let him keep it forever. I agree uh, because he gives you great matches. He looks good. I love that promo where he snaps his fingers and it yeah. goes to black. It's so freaking cool. Uh, and if I were booking, I would say, all right, Sky, you got the belt. Uh, we're going to keep it on you. Uh, and uh, so that's the only thing I think, that maybe that they wanted a baby face or Tony wants a baby face to run with it, and Sammy's just not the baby face right now to run with it because uh, he'd just soon stick his uh, tongue down Ty's throat uh, as he would uh, wrestle, seemingly. Yeah. Yep. Hey, and the next time you're with uh, Tony, on behalf of the 35 guys that go to Rebels Happy Hour every other Sunday, mm. we'd like to see her a little bit more on TV. Uh, we miss her. We miss yeah. her. And yeah. and I think the sad news bears miss her watching yeah. her on TV. It's, yeah. uh, just right. spread the word for us, Tony. We love her. I, I will. Uh, and I appreciate that. I, I just do. I, I know that, uh, you know, Rebel and I are friends, uh, although we haven't really talked that much lately because of my work backstage has kind of consumed me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I get it. And, uh, someone said to me, there's, uh, oh, there are a lot of people. There's a, a lot of people online who want to see more of rebel. And who was it that Is said that? that to me backstage? And I said, yeah, I know those fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I know who they are. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I know one of them's top guy. heel Eddie. <laughs> and I told Rebel the other day, I said, Rebel, there's a guy named uh, Top Guy Hialetti who has a boner every time we say your name. Uh, so, uh, anyway. Has Rebel I, ever told you about Marty? Has Rebel ever told you about Marty in these uh, in these weekends? Ask her about Marty next time. Okay, I will. I will. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Yep. I slept better than ever thanks to Chili Sleep. I'm not exaggerating. I went to bed last night at 10 o'clock. I woke up at 6.45. Tony, how many hours of sleep does that mean I got? Start that again. I went to bed at 10, 10, got up at six 45. So that means you got, uh, eight hours and 45 minutes of sleep. I got it two or three nights in a row. I give all the credit to chili sleep. I fall asleep. I stay asleep. It gives me the energy to power through my day. Imagine waking up and not feeling tired. That's my life right now. And I have bright, vivid, colorful dreams. Some of them lead me to doing silly ideas like putting together Jim Crockett promotions one last time, but Hey, mm-hmm. 
Chili sleep is to get the credit for all of this. And science tells us the best way to achieve and maintain consistent deep sleep is by lowering our core body temperature Well, temperature controlled sleep is going to repair your muscles after a hard day's work. It's going to improve your cognitive function to strengthen your athletic readiness. Let me explain. Chili sleep makes customizable climate controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well-being. Seriously. If you take a look at any of the memes or any of the stuff you see online, like, Hey, here's a list of ways to improve your health. It always says basically the same stuff, right? Drink yep. more water, yada, yada, yada. Well, the number one thing is always get more sleep, get better sleep. Well, these water-based temperature controlled mattress toppers fit over your existing mattress to help provide you your ideal sleep temperature. It's like a smart thermostat for your bed. Now their cooling technology leverages water's amazing thermal powers for deep restorative sleep. They're designed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and give you the confidence and energy to power through your day. So head on over to chillysleep.com forward slash WHW to learn more and save 30% off the purchase of any new cube or Uller sleep system. Now this offer is available, especially for what happened to win listeners and only for a limited time. That's chili C H I L I sleep.com slash W H W to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up feeling refreshed every day. Mike McClanahan, let's get you in, brother. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Cassio. Great to talk to you again. And Tony, great to talk to you as always. Thank you so much for your time. My Thanks, question, my question this evening on a previous one of these, I talked to you a little bit about um, your work with Coliseum Video, and I wanted to kind of elaborate on that because I think it's a part of your career that we don't talk about it as yeah. much as we should. Can you talk a little bit about what maybe went into producing some of those tapes that some of us casual fans wouldn't know? And maybe more specifically, what's something that was really kind of a challenge that we might look at as being deceptively simple with producing, yeah. say, in that era would have been a videotape? Uh, you know, I appreciate that question, Mike. I really do, because that was, I, I look back on that era or that year. And it was one of my, it's still one of my, uh, uh, fondest memories of wrestling because all of a sudden I became a producer and, uh, they brought me in. They wanted me to produce the video cassettes and obviously be an announcer. And I, I, I really loved producing and I didn't realize how much I loved it until I started doing Coliseum videos. Uh, we would, uh, wow. we would sit down with Bruce Pritchard, who was my boss at that time. Uh, Kevin Dunn really, uh, didn't, didn't have a say so in this, or maybe didn't want to have a say so in this, but the, the hierarchy of the WWE was much different in 89 as it is now. And they would decide, well, we haven't done a video on this guy and we need to do a video on this guy. And of course we also had, uh, videos on all the pay-per-views, which back then were four pay-per-views our main four pay-per-views. And then we had what we called rack jobs, which were these tapes that were shorter in length and were a, uh, were a cheaper premium price. And they were called like the best of WrestleMania or the best of Hulkamania or something like that. And the first one I had to do was Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And I remember I, it was me. I had to come up with the entire idea and I came up with the entire idea and I would get into edit suites with a uh, editor and we would just create things. We would create videos and we would create, uh, you know, we, we don't, we didn't have the, uh, all the, all the things at our disposal that we have now, all the bells and whistles, but whatever, what we did have, 
uh, we made the best of it. And we would spend a long time putting those things together. And I remember when I, the first one, the we took it into the Coliseum video people who had their office in New York City, and they watched a screener of it, and they got back in touch with me. They said, this is one of the best videos that we have seen because, because it's apparent that you've put a lot of time into this. And I said, yeah, uh, I have, and I really enjoy what I'm doing. I was able to go and do whatever I wanted to do. I was, I, I flew out to San Diego one time just by myself to do a, a site survey on, on an idea I had about Jimmy Snuka. And uh, I also flew out where, to Tucson, Arizona to do a site survey on a thing I was going to do uh, with the Bushwhackers. So I had kind of an unlimited budget back then, and I could do whatever I wanted to do. And we really, we really had a good time, had great staffs. What people don't realize, though, is that when we had a pay-per-view, like a WrestleMania or SummerSlam or something, I had to get that tape out the next day. And you couldn't wow. just you couldn't just put in you couldn't just put in the uh, you couldn't just roll in the uh, the the WrestleMania. You had to concise it down to what the maximum videotape was. Let's say the WrestleMania went three hours and the videotape was two hours and forty five minutes. That was the max. I had to cut fifteen minutes out of that. So I had to literally go back and overnight go back overnight and work on the video or work on that. And I would put uh, exclusive interviews in it. So you would tune into the WrestleMania video cassette that I produced. And the interview that you saw in WrestleMania was replaced by the same person, but an exclusive interview that you only saw on the videotape. And my fondest memory, which is a really a kind of a cool story, WrestleMania five, we were in uh, Atlantic city and, uh, I had to get the I had to get the video cassette out the next morning, and I had to get it in the hands of Coliseum Video the next morning. So I was going to fly on a private plane out of WrestleMania at the Atlantic City Airport uh, with Bruce Pritchard, Kevin Dunn, and Dick Ebersol, who was in you know who worked uh, with Saturday Night's main event at that time, and uh, the uh, we f- we we got in a limousine and we drove to the airport. The plane was not there. We waited. The plane was not there. And the limousine driver says, well, I have to take you back to Atlantic City. And Dick Ebersol said, you're not taking us back to Atlantic City. You're taking us to, uh, you're taking us to Connecticut. And he and the limousine driver got into a heated argument. And uh, we drove the three hours to Stanford. Uh, and uh, I stayed up all night. The, the tux that you saw me uh, when I did the interviews in WrestleMania five, if you watch that, uh, that pay-per-view, the tux and the makeup stayed on me until like noon the next day, because I, I didn't have a chance to shower or I just went right into the edit suite and edit the, the thing the entire night in my tux. Uh, and I, I think about that fondly. I really do. I think about that. So I don't think fans realize the quick turnaround we had to do back then. Uh, but uh, it was a challenge, but it was a challenge that I really enjoyed. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time and for your great answering Thanks. my questions. Thanks again, Cassio, for getting me on. No problem, brother. Real quickly, uh, since you are the dogs, Tony Schiavone, Trayvon Walker went and ended up going number one to the Jags. How about that, buddy? Did you talk the cons into taking him? No, I, I, t- I felt stupid, okay? Here's why I felt real stupid. 
Because Tony, I was with Tony Conley the other night. He said, what about Trayvon Walker, buddy? And I went, yeah. And he was real disappointed that I just said, yeah. No. Because, again, I'm not, I told Tony, I said, I'm not following them anymore. I said, I I just like, I I worked for them. The last season I worked for them was uh, 2020. And uh, had I waited one more season, I would have gotten a championship ring. Uh, because the radio crew got one. That's bullshit. That I don't give a shit about that. But, uh, but anyway, so yeah. And I, I guess I should have said, Oh yeah. Trayvon Walker. Yeah. I don't know how many, many tackles or whatever. Okay. Uh, and Tony the other night had all of his, uh, draft charts out in front of him, uh, in his room. And we were talking over some things and, uh, had all the draft charts out. So there you go. So yeah, there's gonna be a lot of dogs drafted in the first round. I believe a lot of them. Speaking hey, of dogs, let's uh, go can, to can the I, top hill, Eddie Frazier. Your favorite. What's up? What's up, Cassio? Hey, Tony. First of all, I think that was a pretty decent, good pick by the Jags. I think Javon Walker might have the most upside of the defensive ends that they were looking at. Uh-huh. Hey, my question tonight for you, Tony, is – uh. I've been watching a lot of Arn Anderson's. He just been gone, gone through like the Barry, the Barry Wyndham heel turn. Do you think? Do you think? I think W. I think that uh, Crockett might have made a mistake by not making Barry the number one baby face for Crockett after Magnum's accident. Barry, there was no better in ring worker to me in '86, '87, '88 than Barry Wyndham. Do you, mm. Do you think? Barry should have been the number one baby face, like I, like I do. Yeah, that's that's a good point, Eddie. I I I think what what hurt Barry was he, Barry just needed a a, a better promo. Uh, he just and I think that hurt him. I think if you I, I said this many times, you go back and take a look at all the big stars, uh, like Dusty and and Magnum back then, and uh, obviously uh, Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, those yeah. guys. Those guys could talk. Barry was but, okay. Yeah, but, but out wasn't of the, great. But out of the baby faces during that time, Barry's promo skills were a lot better than Ronnie Garvin's or Nikita Kolos. And right, they, yeah. I, I, I don't. Even, I think if Ricky, do you think if Ricky Morton was a little bigger, do you think? Because Ricky Morton definitely had the promo skills. Do you, if Ricky was a little bigger, do you think he would maybe been pushed as the number one baby face? No, no, I don't think so. Uh uh-uh. I think Ricky was uh rock was a tag team wrestler, you know. Yeah, I But did. you're right, he had, he had some he had some good skills. Yeah. Thanks for answering my question, Tony. No problem, Eddie. Go fuck yourself, buddy. If someone relies on you financially, your spouse, your child, anyone, life insurance gives you the peace of mind that they'll have a financial cushion if something ever happens to you. By making it easy to compare your options from top companies, Goliath Life helps make sure you're not paying a penny more than you have to for the life insurance coverage you need to protect those you love. At GoliathLife.com, you can compare personalized quotes from top companies to find your lowest price. The process is fast and easy with no hidden fees, upsells, or hassles. Goliath Life is your one-stop shop to find the life insurance you need at the right price. Head to GoliathLife.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. 
That's GoliathLife.com. Hey, so, uh, listen, do you think we ought to, uh, somebody should call Keith Morrison's house and make sure he's okay? Keith, you there? You with us, bud? This is obviously the most riveting Q&A Apparently, we've man. ever had on ad free shows. Wow. We have yeah. a man dead. <laughs> We're going to feel bad if he really was, okay? Watch All this. Right. All, right. All right, let's go to Keith Morrison. He's, yeah. No, he's gone. All right, there you go. All right, well. Uh, hey, so listen, also, I have another question. Uh, uh, Jacob Beardsley, are we sure this is not? Uh-oh. That's Vince Russo. <laughs> that is, that's Vince Russo. Okay. <laughs> All right. Vinny, you know, you know, you and I were always buddies, man. Okay. I ne- I've never shit on you when other people have, man. All right. I'm sorry, Cassio. Go ahead. No, no doubt. Let's go to RJ. The ringside rant. What's up, Cassio? What's up, brother? Tony, it's always a pleasure to see you. Thanks for taking time out of your busy, busy schedule, I'm sure. Thanks, RJ. I hope anything I say is not headlines for you. No. Okay, no, good. That's, no, of okay. course not. Everything okay. goes in one area out the other. Just like Thank you, buddy. <laughs> uh, recently, we, you said that you're starting collecting the uh, baseball cards. Yeah. Uh, you got the whole, I believe it was at 62 I've got, the, I've, I've got the entire the top 69 and the entire top 65, okay. which were the ones I collected, oddly enough, when I was younger. I've got a lot of 66s, and I'm working on 1960 for some reason right now, but I'm not so sure I want to pay out 1500 bucks for a Mickey Mantle, uh, right. a Mickey that, Mantle in, uh, in poor condition. <laughs> so. so I was thinking about starting up collecting baseball cards again. I got out of it. Uh, yeah. Just didn't have the time and finances right. and whatnot, but... What, uh, what is a year that you would, uh, suggest that I go after? Would it be like, like seventies, eighties, nineties, 87 tops. They're very rare. Yeah. Okay. They are. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So I, was saying, 1 I, got, million. I was, I was going to say that I've got, uh, I've got that whole set. Uh, so <laughs> wow. I was going to go, man, I'll sell that. And then you guys can. <laughs> You guys can fuck off. You won't see me again. Okay. <laughs> By the way, just to let you know, uh, RJ, uh, if you if I disappear off TV, one of two things: I'm dead or I've won the lottery. Okay. And it's Casio's yeah. fault. Yeah. So yeah. So it's like Ron White, what the comedian once said. He said, "If I ever win the lottery, there's a whole lot of people I'm gonna tell kiss my ass." <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so anyway. Um, I, well, let me ask you this. Uh, did you grow up a baseball fan? Yeah, I grew up uh, a Yankee fan. Good. When are, what, what are your years of being your, your years as a kid I, in fandom? I started probably about mid-90s. Okay. Uh, I still have. I collected uh, my great uncle sent me yearbooks for the uh, Mets and the Yankees from mm-hmm. about 86 to about 96. So okay. I have those. But All Right. Here's what I'm saying. And here's why. Here's why why collecting I think is so important, especially when baseball cards are, are concerned. It's because they mean something to you. The, the mm-hmm. 1969 year meant something to me uh, because it was the first year I really started watching baseball as a youngster. 65 meant something to me because I remember having those cards as I was, uh, 
as I was a kid. So the, the emotion of collecting those cards and remembering your childhood was why I collected those two sets. And um, now the other ones, I'm just kind of filling in the gaps, you know, just because I just, it's just, just kind of a hobby, you know. Mm. But uh, I, I can show you this. I've got, uh, what do I have? Yeah. This is my this is my 1965 collection of tops that I just finished and uh, and I've got every one and it, it's these the uh, you probably can't see it but the 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 team name was on a pennant mm-hmm. and I, I just those. remember those as a childhood as a child and uh, and I've now collected the entire set so maybe uh, I don't maybe I'll look at it maybe once a year or something like that but I know that I got it. And I can go back and say, you know, I remember that card. Um, why 69 is, is important to me is that that was the first baseball card pack I ever remember opening. I opened a, a pack of, of, of tops that had the, the gum in it, and the first card I looked at was Rick Monday, Oakland A's, 1969 card. I became a big Oakland A's fan because of that. Uh, and I was an Oakland A's fan all through the 70s. And then uh, Reggie my favorite player was traded to Baltimore in 76 and then he went to the Yankees in 77 so I became a Yankees fan because of that because of Reggie but what I'm saying is I know it's a long I sound like Lois Shivani giving you a, a long-term answer for a yes or no question but uh, yeah but I just it, it those cards uh, have an emotional meaning for me and so that's what I, I would say the most fun you would have would be collecting cards that bring you back to your childhood if you're looking for money to make money off of them, then you're you're really going to get deep in the weeds and chill out a lot of money. Right. Uh, but uh, these cards just mean to bring me back to my childhood, you know. And and that's kind of what uh, I, I I kind of what I'm uh, what my career has kind of been about as of late, bringing people back to their childhood. And and nostalgia means a lot to all of us. And my God, I'm I'm living proof that nostalgia is is strong with people. So that's what I would say to collect. Now, in the 90s, starting in 89, you know, Upper Deck's first series was 1989. And Upper Deck got into the game and then completely fucked the game over because they flooded the, the market with, uh, with cards. And so the Upper Deck series, all those didn't mean as much as the old Topps Vintage. So if you, if you want to, to me, the cooler cards are uh, all the way up until 1990. 60 to 1990 are the cooler right. cards. So, All right. Awesome. Thanks, Tony. I look forward to uh, okay. seeing you Top Guy Weekend. Thanks, RJ. Good talking to you, brother. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Let's go next to the man who originally did the Keith Morrison pose at Top Guy Weekend, Mr. Pondwater Dave. Dave still doesn't know how to operate his microphone. I thought, right. I thought he was going to unmute me. How you doing, Tony? Hey, Dave, what's going on, brother? Hey, what flavor is that? That is the only flavor. It's, that's the only flavor. It's good. It's called uh, Ultra Fiesta Mango. Oh, that one's okay. Oh. I like the I like the rosé, and they've discontinued it. Go yeah, figure. Well, there you go. See, cause that wasn't worth a shit. Discontinued. <laughs> okay. Well, I was going to ask. I wasn't going to back off my question, even though you said foot baseball. Okay. Are, are you in the loop on the Savannah, uh, Savannah bananas? 
Yes. I, well, I've read some things about them. I know that they do a lot of cool things. I know if uh, if a fan catches a fly ball, it's an out, which I think yeah. is pretty cool. They're kind of like the globe trotters of baseball. That, that's how I described them to Steph. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's it's a very it's a very novel. And you know, it's probably bringing fun back to the game again. You know. Yeah. I've, I've I've been following uh, I've been following uh, what is going on in the Bay Area with Oakland and trying to get a new stadium and hopefully the A's do not go to Las Vegas. My God, uh, and uh, and the, the 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 battles that's going on I guess between the owner of the uh, A's and the San Francisco media and all that bullshit and I just and then uh, there's talk you know you, you look in the stands and the and the baseball ratings are down from what I understand and. And the uh, ticket sales are down, uh, and I guess Major League Baseball says, "Well, we got to do something." Well, I think one of the reasons the baseball is the way it is is because they fuck with it too much. That being said, the Savannah Bananas have done it right, right? Oh, I love, I love it. I think, yeah. I think it's a lot of fun, and uh, I don't know how the bait. That's why I was asking. I, I knew you're kind of traditional, and I didn't know it was too much, but yeah. Well, you know what they are—they are an independent team, right? They're—they're they're not uh, affiliated with any um, major league team. I looked. I checked into their tickets. It looked like they're just touring a few cities. Yeah, they're—they're—they're—they're they're an independent team, which means you don't have to be signed by a major league team to uh, to be a part of the team. And listen, the only thing you have to do is look in the minor leagues and see how much Major League Baseball has fucked up the minors. Major League Baseball is a is an organization that fucks up everything it touches. Okay. And I'm saying that, and I know that I'll never get into Major League Baseball by saying this, which was my goal at one time, but they have fucked up everything they've touched. Uh, and it's it's because they're letting TV run their product. Um, and um, when you do that, then you're fucked. It's, it's not like it was. I was listening to what you said about your cards with 65 and 69. Yeah. Steph? Steph has a bunch of baseball cards and we got them out and went through them. And when we hit the, when we hit the early eighties, Texas Rangers, you know, that, that was my, that was my fandom with Charlie Huff and Scott Fletcher and Steve Bouchelle and Jim Sunberg. Yeah. Pete Cavilla. It just, yeah. It really, yeah, I, back. one of my more expensive cards that I that bought from, and I don't, can't remember how much the price was. From the '69 collection was Nolan Ryan's rookie card with the Mets. Ooh, yeah. So you seen the you see the trailer for his documentary? I have not. No. I'll actually go to the movies. Fathom Events is going to have a screening in it. If it's here in Jackson, I'm going to go. Cool. That's good. I love Nolan. Saw his 5,000 strikeout. There you go, buddy. Well, it's good to talk to you, Tony. Same here, Dave. Tell, tell Tony Khan that we got a nice Coliseum in Jackson that would be perfect for television. Okay, I will. <laughs> and Keith Morrison's still asleep. Okay. Uh, pronounced dead at 7.35 Central Time. Um, let's get uh, – what is our El Cori at? Where you at, brother? I'm right here, uh, Cassio. Uh, thank you for getting me What's on, up, you know. Appreciate it. Good to see you again. You know, with the shirt on this time, always a plus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Shivani, uh, it's uh, it's an honor to talk to you. You know, I've yes. been a fan for a long time. Well, thank you, Mr. Elkery. <laughs> it's Elkery. Uh, you know oh, that. Oh, sorry. I didn't know. I forgot about that. <laughs> How you doing, Tony? Good. 
Ah, uh, good. Well, uh, I was, uh, my quick question is, uh, I was just, uh, watching an old Jake, the snake match and, uh, with his new podcast and all that stuff, like yeah. the way he's changed his life and everything. Uh, yeah. is there any good, like a new, like new age, uh, Jake, the snake stories you can share with us, like behind the scenes. Uh, the only thing I can tell you is that he is much more, uh, much friendlier and jovial than he used to be. And of course I, I, I work with him like in the WWE in 89 and then the early years of WCW. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, he was always to himself back then. He was gruff. He didn't have really much to say. Didn't smile a lot. Uh, he's changed his life around, you know, uh, health wise. Uh, and he's also changed his life around as far as uh, being a person. He is a, he is so much fun to be around. And some of the most fun I have is backstage in the coach's room. I don't get to spend as much time in there as I used to James, but, uh, in the coaches rooms, a lot of time there'll be Billy Gunn, Arn Anderson, Jake, the snake Roberts, Jerry Lynn, and Dean Malenko. Mm-hmm. And you talking about, you talking about fun, just listening to them talk and listening to them rip on each other. And Jake rips on everybody. He's got a line for everybody. Uh, and, uh, I can just, only thing I can tell you about Jake behind the scenes is he is really, really a great guy to hang out with now. And, uh, everybody loves him backstage. And I, you probably couldn't say that about Jake the Snake back during his career. And I'm sure drugs and alcohol played into that as well, you know. But yeah. the Jake the Snake now is pretty freaking cool. That's awesome, man. It's good yeah. to see a little, uh, you know, like, kind of turn in life and everything like that. So, right. uh, you know. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. Hopefully I get to interact with you again soon. I mean, you know, this is my first time talking to you, so I really appreciate you taking the time for me tonight. Yeah, uh, same, same here, James Elkery. And also, I just want to let you know that there's a there's a uh, uh, there's a lesson in all this that when you don't drink too much, okay, you're a pretty good guy. I'll be damned. Hey, I'm drinking a Code Red Mountain Dew right now. You there know. is what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm coming around, Tony. Okay. I'm coming around. There, there you go, buddy. That's it. <laughs> Appreciate that's, it, man. I, that's I'm. Uh, that's what I. Uh, I am not going to get drunk during Top Guy Weekend. Well, hey, you know, we still got a couple months away from that. You know, stop it, James. Never say never. Okay. Isn't that what okay. they say in the wrestling business? <laughs> okay, uh, mute his Florida Gator ass right now. Go ahead. Appreciate it. All right, bye. <laughs> oh, by the way, the Dallas Cowboys suck. See, now that was unfair. Yeah, okay. but uh, right. you oh, know, parting shot. Ouch. All love, Tony. Woo. All right, let's go to the one and only. Some calling the clown, Mister Sean Jones. How you doing, Cassio? Good to see you, brother. Been a minute. Yeah, man. Tony fucking Shivani. Well, you know what? Just like, just like <laughs> Sean Jones to fucking show up and talk to me once a fucking year. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Good, buddy. How you doing? I am outstanding. <laughs> well, okay. No, seriously. I okay, great. Got man. a promotion at work. I got a Yay, big raise. Thanks. Um, life's good right now. Yeah. I'm you didn't actually, sleep through Tony's Q and A like Keith, so you're you're great, dude. Yeah, yeah. Man, Keith, but Keith I did have just... one question. Right. Okay. Yeah. When's AEW coming to India? <laughs> well, I have no idea, but that is still that is still a running joke backstage. I mean, you just, (laughs) 
Uh, Sean is talking about that back then before we had Rampage, I used to do the post-game show uh, on uh, the AEW YouTube channel. And we had questions all the time. When is AEW coming to India? And it was like, you know. And of course, it was during COVID. Right, right. During the pandemic, when are you guys going to come halfway around the world to, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I I want to be, uh, and I I am, I'm, I'm, I'm nice to people. But in the back of my mind and trying to be nice to people online, I'm saying, shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> Just, so uh, it was, uh, I, you know, I, I think we're, I think we got a TV show in India now. I think so. So who knows? I, I, I don't know. You guys may know because uh, I don't read a lot about COVID, but I don't know if COVID is ravaging the country like it, it did at one time or not, but uh, it was pretty bad at one time. Another reason to live in Marietta, Georgia. Uh, by the way, uh, for the, for those of you keeping count, it is uh, 8.47 Eastern Time. And Keith Morrison still asleep, as you can see. Okay. All right, buddy. Well, I can't wait to see you in Chicago. Thanks, Sean. I can't wait to see you too, buddy. Thanks for finally showing up to something I do, fucker. Well, with I work late on Tuesdays, and most yeah. of these things happen on Tuesdays. So. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a pretty good bullshit answer. I appreciate that. All right. It's so what happens when you live on the West Coast. Okay, so, uh, yeah, uh, just for those of you who are who are uh, with us on WHW Monday, we do now watch-alongs every Friday night at 10 o'clock Eastern of Rampage. It's actually turned into the uh, Top Guy Heel Eddie show, uh, but we still do <laughs> a watch-along Rampage. I just got to mute Eddie like every five minutes. Yeah, by the time I get out on Fridays, Rampage yeah. is already over. Yeah, right. So we do that on Fridays. And that is on on the recorded Rampages only. We don't do that on the uh, live ones, obviously, because live ones are kind of difficult. Yeah. Thanks, Sean. Good seeing you, buddy. Take it will, that be, will that be one tomorrow or is that next? Yes, week? there'll be one tomorrow. All right, brother. Uh, let's get another. Uh, where's my man, Justin Davis at? He's always got good party favors. I am right here, Mr. Cassio. It's good to see your beautiful face again, brother. Good to see you, buddy. Hey, um, Zoe, um, there are rules. He's an unapproachable prick. I've met him about five times. Um, you don't don't worry about that. Well, you know what? A Pittsburgh Pirate fan and a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, like I know that you are, you cocksucker. Uh, coming from well, you, it, it doesn't mean fuck all. As that well, right, right okay. now, Tony, I don't want to admit to being a Cincinnati Reds fan. So. Oh, really? How'd, no, they, how'd that Super Bowl work out for you? Hey, shut the uh, fuck up. Okay, there you go. I, I just have here, Ellie. Come here, I want to show you. I haven't are talked you, to you, uh, Justin. Are you drunk? Are you walking around the house drunk, tripping over shit? Okay, my dog. She's running away. Oh from wow! Me. I got oh. a new baby here. Oh, uh, Ellie. what's what's her name? Ellie. Ellie. Hey, Ellie. Look, Ellie, look around like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. So I've now got Owen and Ellie. I've named both my French Bulldogs after heart children. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I just. Hey, I, 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 want you, I want you to name your next dog Teddy Hart and just keep him in a cage. <laughs> okay. That's, that's probably okay. a good, uh, good right. recommendation. Right. Straight up, um, Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, first of all, how is Lois doing? 
Uh, Lois is fine. Uh, she just, uh, I don't know if you heard our podcast. She just celebrated uh, number 70, birthday number 70, which is uh, year number 41 of my hell. Uh, and uh, she has lost a lot of weight. She has. She's lost a lot of weight. She's looking good. Uh, she's still having trouble with her knees. She's having trouble bending her knees, which means that blowjobs are out of the question. Uh, well, and, she's uh, lost a bunch of weight. Those boobies are still big, right? Oh yeah, they're still they're still just sitting right <laughs> sitting right on her knees. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, thanks for asking for it. She's doing. She's actually doing really really well. Both of our dogs got into something in the backyard, and they they were they were sick. We had to take them to the vet today. And yeah, I heard so you that's, say that. Yeah, the dogs so doing that, okay. Yeah, it just turns our house upside down when the when the dogs are sick. Yeah. Um, but uh, other than that, she's doing great, and she's actually thinking about <sighs> joining me on the road now for some shows. Whoa. Holy shit! Right. And, and I'll tell That's you guys breaking news. I'll tell you guys the same thing that I that I say about this, and this is a truth. Uh, when I'm in on the road, traveling on the road by myself, there is probably a one in five million chance that I'm going to get laid. <laughs> If I bring Lois on the road, there's a zero chance I'm getting. <laughs> yeah. So my, my question for you, my friend, okay. right. You took us now you've, I think created a new t-shirt tonight. Take a shit in a moving car. You motherfucker. <laughs> um, <laughs> you took a shit in a moving car. Yeah. You sit on your bedroom floor. Yeah. I'm starting to think that you were the one that snuck over to Cassio's house or not Cassio, but Conrad's and mm-hmm. shit in his bathroom. No, um, because yeah. What do you, is there truth to this theory? No, there's no, I truth just want heat off of me. Silva's fine. <laughs> or now you're fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, there, no, I, I listen. Uh, I, uh, no, well, I, I don't know. I, I, I know. Look, I know I may have shit. Look, at my old age, shitting in your pants is a common occurrence. That's why I always pack two pair, extra pair of underwear. <laughs> okay. Uh, you laugh now. Wait till you get my age, JD. Motherfucker. Listen, okay. bro. I'm not, I'm not saying I've never done it. Okay, then. But, <laughs> but I, I can tell you this, that even though that I have shit my pants before, uh, I have never missed the toilet. Like Casio. Well, let me that's, let me do a follow up to this. Real you fast. know that was Silva. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Silva's uh, legs are so short he can't even touch the ground when he's yeah. on the toilet. So who what? knows? Oh, I also wanted to say hello, Julie Agar. I'm a 20 year listener of the Howard Stern Show, and it's really cool to have you on. Yeah, here. the the big the big Shuli is with us, man. How about that? Um, but Tony, a, a follow up question: You shit in a car? You shit in your bedroom? Uh-huh. Is there anywhere else that you have shit inappropriately? Uh, well, I was. Uh... <sighs> <laughs> I go with the burning questions. It's on the minds of yeah, everyone. Okay. You shit anywhere inappropriately. <laughs> like it would be appropriate to shit in a yeah. bunch of places. I, I remember, I remember I was working in the radio station one time and I, I did, you know, for WSB Radio, which, by the way, uh, WSB Radio, like uh, the the former promoter Jim Barnett, maybe you guys have heard of, WSB yeah. Radio and Jim Barnett could both die in fucking hell with Satan's dick up their ass. So, uh, 
anyway, so I was working doing mornings for WSB radio and uh, I had had terrible gas that morning and I had to be at WSB radio at, uh, mm-hmm. I had to be there at like at four in the morning. So I got up at like at three fifteen. terrible gas. And I'm in the back, I'm in the back in one of the production rooms because we had production we had to do either read spots or something. And I kept smelling shit. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what did I step in dog shit? You know, no, I had shit in my pants and I didn't realize it. Okay. So oh, there, I'm, no. there I'm sitting. How do you not, but how do you not realize it? You got to feel that a little bit. Yeah, once again, you're going to be my age, JD. So shut the fuck up. Let me, this is <laughs> anecdote. Okay. All right. Uh, so uh, I just, uh, I do what any normal guy did. I just dropped my pants, took my underwear. Okay. Washed them out, threw my underwear away, went on and did like Dusty Rhodes always did. When wore your pants without your underwear? Well, thank you for those hard hitting uh, answers. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you for the hard hitting questions, you dumbass. <laughs> now, any wrestling question you got? Okay. Fuck no. I've, li- Watch I've out. asked you all those. Watch out. Keith Morrison's awake. Hang on Uh-oh. a second. Keith, there you go, brother. Whoa. We were worried about you, man. Tony, <laughs> I was. Ready, you I'll go, see buddy. you in Chicago, buddy. Thank you. All right, Justin. Go fuck yourself. Good man. You again. All right. Take care. <laughs> you too. Oh, right. Keith, are you good, man? You all right, brother? The hey, draft hey, wasn't exciting. Hey, listen, you don't have to shake your head, man. I'm I'm with you, buddy. I know how it is. I know how it is. <laughs> but now listen, here's 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 a little the thing for you. Uh a lot of times when I'm like this and I'm a, I'm pretending I'm asleep when Lois is in the room. Okay. So I got you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Tony, real quick. We're going to go to Shuley because he's, he's apparently the hottest guy in the room now. Hey, I wanted to say, Hey to you, uh, big booty, Judy, Judy, I, Judy. I love that hair. Thanks. She's That's like tremendous. a stranger in the night. She is. She is. She's also brought uh, moonshine. She heard Lois got and and brought moonshine for. I know she likes this kind of brand. All right, I'm going to tell you my my Judy Lois moonshine story real fast, (laughs) and then we'll let Shuli talk. Shuli, hang on just a sec. So, uh, we went to Super Bowl party at Conrad's, which I'll never do again. And uh, (laughs) okay, Uh, I mean, listen, the worst the worst thing you can do is go to a Super Bowl party with a bunch of drunk millennials. Worst thing you can do. Okay. So I went to a Conrad Super Bowl party and Judy had the moonshine. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And Lois took a drink of it and said, man, I love that. So as Lois will do, she bought three cases of it. Uh, and, uh, those three cases were gone in like two weeks. And then Lois had a, Lois had a, a doctor's appointment. Lois says, my liver counts up. I said, you fucking think. <laughs> You've been drinking moonshine for two weeks. <laughs> so uh, thank you, Judy. Uh, and uh, we appreciate that. She tried that. to kill her. Yeah, tried <laughs> to kill her. It didn't work. But uh, she, she's, she no longer drinks some moonshine. She's uh, just straight bourbon now. And about, okay, a bottle, yeah. about a bottle of that a night. And it still, kind of, still kind of blows me away that a nice young lady like Judy is married to Cassio. That just blows me away every time I see it. So she never gets her cataracts fixed. Yeah. <laughs> Surely, what you got, brother? You're in the same kind of like we're just. Yeah, Pond Water's wife. We're just squatting we're in just the floor. Sitting here. Hey, hey, they, don't your, they don't give us chairs. 
Keep your head above board there, girl. <laughs> okay. Jesus, criminy. J- Judy, Judy looks like Leia in Return of the Jedi being <laughs> chained to Jabba. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's, Tony's right, the little minion I'll that Jabba had. I'm done. <laughs> Surely out. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> That was Sheila. He's gone. You can go back no, to sleep I'm, now, Keith. I'm, yeah. Sorry to wake you, Keith. Nothing nothing advertises a show better than a guy. It <laughs> reminds me of playing in Vegas in the casinos. I walk out to 12 assholes with their arms folded like I'm the blackjack dealer that took your $100. Go fuck yourself. What's up, Julie? How you been, bro? I'm good, man. I, I want to jump right into it. Uh, sure. I have two shitting stories. Uh, if you'd love to hear them and I'd love to tell them, I'm always into shitting stories. Well, so one goes back to when I was a summer camp counselor and, uh, another counselor friend of mine, we're getting ready to go on a big hike with the whole, with the whole camp. And he says to me, he's like this survivalist Israeli dude. So he like, he'll make weapons out of shit and and kill shit and cook it. So he says, uh, listen, if you need to take a shit while you are in the woods, bring a rope with you. Find the tree, tie the rope around the tree and around your waist, and you can lean back and everything falls. Out. So it's like a squatty potty, like a gravity squatty yeah. potty, right? Wow. Yeah. So, of course, you know, I'm a stoner. I can't find rope. Uh, I, I end up having I had one of those belts. Remember the, the, fr- the fabric that was like weaved in together, those really cheap belts. Yeah, I and got I, one I, of like those a, still. Yeah. yeah, like a swap meat belt. And I bring right. that. And sure enough, I have to take a shit. So I find a, a, a small enough tree where I can hold the belt like like chopper handlebars on a motorcycle. Right. And I just lean back and and unbelievable falls right out of me. Wow. And, and then the belt snaps and I fall right into it. I fall right back onto my shit. Um, oh. Yeah. And that's okay. that's a tough one to explain to the kids. But right. it's a lesson that they got to learn, you okay. know. And then the second one is I got invited to the set of the Drew Carey show by uh-huh. uh, the great Sam Simon, a uh, okay. uh, director, one of the creators of The Simpsons. He right. was a, a fan of my stand up. And uh, and so he invites me to the set. I'd never been to a set before. He's got the whole spread laid out for me. He's got the director's chair with the headphones. I'm watching him. It's amazing. And then I got to take a shit. Mm-hmm. So I go, I find a bathroom. And I get in and I take a shit and it's not good. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I'm done and I wipe and I go to flush the toilet and the handle just goes clink, 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 clink. Yeah. Right. And if we, if we have any plumbers out there, you'll know that means there's not a drop of water in the toilet. And then I started to look around and I realized, you know, the, the bathroom is on top of a pallet and the pallet has wheels and there's no ceiling and that's and that's when I realized I just shit in the prop toilet uh, on oh. the set of the Drew Carey show. And um, and so you know, I, I did what anybody would do. I told Sam my mom had fallen down and I had to rush home <laughs> and uh, and I got the fuck out of there. Oh, and I didn't hear from him for nine, nine months. Oh, and he I'm calls, sure. He calls me out of the blue and he mm-hmm. invites me to movie night at his house, which mm-hmm. His house is the only house on the street. It's massive, okay. right? This guy's right. worth everything. And we come inside, and here's the guest list. It's Kelsey Grammer, mm. Drew Carey, okay. Weird Al Yankovic, wow. and Michael and Bruce Buffer, the Buffer brothers, right? and Shuley, 
Right. And, and, and I'm waiting for them to hand me a tray, you know, and tell me to start serving drinks to people. <laughs> and we have dinner and then we go into his private theater to watch Dolomite. And the screen, the lights go down and and the movie starts and Sam leans over to me and he goes, my toilet's flush here, by the way. <laughs> And I'm like this. I go, this is why he's a fucking comedic genius. The guy waited nine months to tell me he knew I shit in a prop toilet. That's the uh, longest callback ever. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Speaking That's, of shit in the toilet, explain yeah. to me Bugsy McGraw, because for the life of me, yeah. I can't figure this thing out. Right. Uh, I only worked for Bugsy a couple of times and he was uh pretty much as nutty as he was his TV persona was. I mean, that was Bugsy, right? He just like, it was the weirdest gimmick. What, what like, is it, the weirdest gimmick? It, it was made, like, he was like, he would go in and out of like being a clown and a yeah. possible, you know, molester. I don't know. But, he was very, there was a lot of weird vibes when he came out. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, the mental health people would get on us now for a gimmick like that, you know? And then I would have to say on TV, no, but you don't understand. He is really fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right, right. Right. That's your defense. That's that might not defense. go well. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No, I'm man. telling you, this guy's nuttier in the shithouse rat. Listen <laughs> exactly. to me. Yeah. Uh, I, by the way, the last month I've been on this deep dive on the cock of, of world championship wrestling. Oh. And uh, I'm up to 88 now. Okay. And there's just, there's nothing better. That format is just the greatest format ever. Yeah, man. Because you care about the squash matches because you want to see how bad these guys get their ass kicked. Mm-hmm. And and it's simplified, man. It's like, it's like cooking, right? The more shit yeah. you put in the meal, the, the more fucked up it ends up getting, right? Yeah, sure. It's just, back then it was an infomercial to get you going to the arenas. That's all it was. It was great. It was, yeah, great. It was great. It was, it was the so, stories were there too. It wasn't just, you know. Yeah. It was but, good shit, man. Yeah. It laid the foundation for what we are today. It really did. What you are today. A slave yeah, I know, to Lois. Uh, I, I know what, what I am. Thank you very much, Julian. I know what the fuck I am. Yeah, you better. I know you're a big gamer. I didn't know you're such a big gamer. Yeah. Yeah. I just got the Xbox and I've got a uh I've got a uh within the next two days I got a PlayStation five coming in. Nice. What what are you playing these days? I'm playing Gran Turismo Sport. Ooh, okay. I, I just uh, started playing the uh, the Halo Infinite okay. on Xbox. Uh, and I'm starting to play this game called Death Stranding on PlayStation 4, uh, which is a weird... It's It's got, like, uh, uh, Norman Reedus is in it. And, oh, yeah, I remember and, that and, game. And, yeah, and Mads Milken, uh, Milliken or whatever his name is. Yeah. Uh, and the girl who was the James Bond, the latest James Bond, uh, Leah, whatever her name is. I can't pronounce her last name. Uh, they are main characters in this thing. And you can never die, but if somehow you get reborn every time, but every time you get pulled to hell and reborn, the, uh, the, the planet becomes more and more uh, fucked up. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. No wonder Lois isn't banging you. I mean, listen yeah, to what so you're talking I, about. This is hey, nonsense. You know <laughs> I ain't got time for her because I've got to survive <laughs> right. in Halo. Okay. I ain't got time for pussy. I got to survive. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. So, yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to start uh, my Twitch channel very soon. Oh, uh, then we got to link up, dude. We yeah, got to link up. Pop. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. would be great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. 
I may be, I, I, I may be the, maybe like the oldest gamer out there. I'm not sure. And this all came, this all came about when my sons and I played video games back in the nineties. I had four boys yeah. and I played video games with them. I played the, we had the regular Nintendo. We had super Nintendo 64. We had Sega Genesis. Uh, we had all those and we played them all the time. And I just kind of got hooked in it. It's like I said online recently. And now the good news is all those fuckers are out of the house and the controllers are mine and not theirs. Okay. I can't wait. I can't wait. People go, are you, you know, for the future, do you want them to be doctors, lawyers? I go, I want them to be out of here. I I want (laughs) my time. Exactly. That's what I want. Exactly. I thought when they were younger, I thought, oh God, when they leave, I don't know what I'm going to do. But when they were that age, it was like foot in their ass and get out the door. Okay. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to sit naked in your gaming chair and have your bat wings stick to it when you get up. That's it's what you're exactly. going to do. Yeah, and me and my choice. dog, me and bug and fuck the world. That's me. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And listen, I don't know how my wife puts up. I got a whole setup down here and, I, you mm-hmm. know, I'm playing. I like what got me back into gaming was the Battle Royale modes. Those oh. games okay. that that I like because it's it's you're playing against other players. The field of play keeps shrinking. It's and and when you get to like the top five out of a hundred players, your heart starts beating, your your adrenaline starts everything that would happen if you actually moved and were active starts yeah. happening while you're playing a video game. And that's new. That, no, that's never that. happened before. I don't need that shit, man. Oh, you would love it. We got to get you on some call of duty. So me and okay. you can curse out some fucking 12 year olds in Iowa that are kill, kicking it, our ass every two seconds. Yeah, it's because they fucking cheat. They are. That's what I tell them all the time. They go, one kid goes, you sound old to be. I go, I'm old enough to get your IP address, you old fuck. What do you think of that? And then I'm going to fly down to your yeah. goddamn house. You and then go. my wife's like, what are you doing? That's how me and Shirley met. That is how we met. <laughs> I flew down to Huntsville to kick his ass, and then I just bought a place <laughs> here. Stuck. <laughs> well, I love you. I won't monopolize right. everybody's time. I'm sorry for right, being uh, you know, an annoying Jew. Uh, thank you. You, you got to come on my podcast uh, sometime. I will. Right? I, love I was talking being, to Casio, but I'll, I'll have no, you on too. Tomorrow. I was just saying, I love being on. I love being on Jesus Killers podcast. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Right. We killed. We killed f- Jesus. <laughs> you started, it, fucker. I wasn't okay. going to go there. Okay. Don't don't test me. All right, bye. All right. Is it you uh, gone? Oh, thank I God. don't know how, but Jacob Beardsley, you have to follow that there. Okay. Story, so. Bro, 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 bro. Hear me out, bro. bro. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that actually was worked out perfectly. I'm, I'm, I can't thank Tony and Shuli enough for uh, setting that up for me. First of all, hi, Tony. Thank you, Tony. Thank hey, you, Jacob, Cassio, for doing this. Um, what's up, brother? Long time listener, first time caller, I guess. Uh, been listening to you since, obviously, I was... Young, I'm not young anymore, but grew up with the old WCW and NWA, and it, it was really cool to fall back into this via the nostalgia kick. Um, my question actually piggybacks, piggybacks, yeah, off mm, of what okay. Shirley was saying there on the Twitch channel. I was going to ask you about the Twitch channel and where you were at on that and how yeah. things look on that. And just throw your way that if you ever needed any help, I actually run the Twitch channel for Mystery Science Theater 3000. They're, oh, wow official channel okay. so if you ever needed anything any kind of help dealing right. with setup trolls anything like that i'd okay. be happy to lend my services to you yeah that's great uh i will uh if you'll dm me uh your email or something will uh, do then then we'll we'll stay in contact I, I uh i i'm in the process of ordering equipment for it 
uh, Evil Uno, who's a big gamer, is helping me set it up. Nice. Uh, but I may have some, you know, some questions about that. Um, I was I, I was talking to uh, I, I may have mentioned this before, and I know how we are on television. You know, I'm a friend of Britt Baker, and Britt Baker's boyfriend is Adam Cole, and Tony Schiavone hates Adam Cole. But in reality, Adam Cole is the, one of the nicest young men I've ever been around in my life. He really is. I really have a lot of time for that kid. Just a great guy. And he and I talk gaming a lot. And we both, I mentioned the fact that I, I kind of, my, my daughter kind of uh, controls my uh, Twitter, well, all my social media, because I kind of got off on it because, or just left it, left off because of the fucking trolls. Didn't need them in my life. Fuck them. But then it felt very good blocking them. Uh, but anyways, but then when I got back into it, I started uh, tweeting and putting things on social media about video games. And I discovered that the people that are in the video games, and Adam Cole and I were talking about this just last night, or, uh, yeah, just last night. And sometimes I got to think about what day it is. Uh, that the, the people that are in gaming are like the nicest people in the world. Yeah. On, on, on social media. Yeah. Genuinely good people, not trolls. And there's some trolls in every walk, I know. but just And so that's kind of got me back on social media, interacting with those with people like you, Jacob, and uh, people who are into gaming, just good people. So I, uh, I really enjoy it. I really do. It, it was kind of fun to see, if you don't mind my seeing uh, old grumpy Tony be happy over the last week or two on the How social media. It was really cool something? to see. You yeah. had a little, little sparkle, a little gleam. So yeah, nice. yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I, and listen, I, you know, social media is like, a, again, an old cliche. It's like going down a rabbit hole. You can stick on that thing for hours, but I'll just jump on, say something, and come back, you know, six, eight hours later when I'm thinking about it and see what everybody said. So, but I'm having fun. So, The last great ride of Tony Schiavone. The last great ride. Going down with, with the fun. Going down with the controller in my hand. There you go. Yeah, take it for all it's worth. And That's everybody right. would have a kick out of, you know, laughing with you along the way. Yeah, you, you know. <laughs> I've had a lot of people say, said, are you going to retire? I was, what? Retire from watching wrestling? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> How do you retire from that? I said, no, I, I, I really want to. I really want to because it'll make a, it would, it would make a great story if we're in the middle of a dynamite and all of a sudden, eh, and I'm awesome. dead. Wouldn't that be a great story? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it would be. It would be front page fucking news. You'd be viral. Yeah, you'd be yeah, big uh, hit. Yeah, and what's wrong with Tony? He's dead. Okay, and uh, <laughs> just, I just think that would be just a, a great way to go. So that's the way, you know. Well, that's thank me. you for answering, Tony. All again, right, Jacob. thank you for everything, thank and thanks again, Cassio, for doing this. Thanks for the thanks, offer Jacob. too of of helping me. I appreciate you, Jacob. My pleasure. All right, we got a few more. Brad Stanton, where you at, brother? Hey, what's going on, Cassio? Hey, Tony, how are you? Hey, Brad, what's going on, brother? Hi. Sorry I'm in the dark, so I had to put up this nice graphic. Um, yeah, kick out crew. Got you, brother. <laughs> hey, uh, Coach Rosie already asked my question, but mm. I figured I'd ask you a parenting question instead. Oh. Um, I have three kids in high school right now. Yeah. And what did I just was just curious. Did you teach your kids how to drive? And if you did, what medication did you take? Because mine's not working. Uh. It's, uh, it was, it wasn't, it was, no, I, yeah, I kind of did. I mean, they had driver's ed in school. My, my daughter had tough time getting her license. 
Uh, Tim Shivani, who is the oldest one of my twins, had no fucking clue about how to drive. Uh, I remember him going for his driving test, and I was waiting on him. And he went to, to get his license doing the driving test. And he got out of the car. I could see the car got out, and he was cussing on the way up. I said, what happened? He said, I ran a goddamn stop sign. And, you know, being the uh, uh, compassionate father that I was at that time, I said, you fucking dumbass, get in the car. Um, so, uh, yeah, Brad, this is not an easy time. <laughs> this is not an easy time. But here's the, here's the flip side of that. It, as a parent, high school, to me, high school is a much easier time than middle school was. Middle school was like the fucking worst. Uh, and uh, so take some solace in that. But, but yeah, I did, I did work with them learning how to drive. I appreciate the advice. And, yeah. uh, hey, by the way, I really enjoyed um, the, the, the Lois Turn 70 show. I thought that was really nice. Thanks. And uh, Thank you. I told my wife about it. And I said, I hope I still like you when you're 70, <laughs> like uh, Tony does. So, anyway, yeah. thanks for everything. Thanks for coming out tonight. All right, Brad. Good talking to you, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks, Brad. Let's hit uh, Brian. Brian F., where you at, brother? Right here, Cassio. There you are. You probably don't remember last time you were on the um, collectibles. We're big Colts guys, so maybe I'll be more memorable this way. Yeah. Wow. How about that? Um, anyway, Tony, um, you're the whole reason I went down this whole ad-free shows. Oh, wow. W- went from $9 all the way to my push, and maybe someday I'll be a top guy, but right now... I'm my pushing my way uh, through all Conrad stuff. <laughs> good, good, Brian. Brian, good. Um, but yeah, I had a, a, a just positive um, things to say, sort of positive, negative. So the positive thing is, yeah, you and Conrad bring a lot of joy to a lot of people's lives. And uh, thanks. You know, I'm moving around a lot. I was in Seoul, Korea. Now I'm in uh, Sydney. So wow, don't have all my normal uh, creature comforts of Indianapolis. So it's good to have the wow. podcast. Are you guys still quarantined in in, in Australia? Oh, no, no, it's it's back to normal pretty much. Oh, They're opening good. up um, international travel soon. So Oh, good, good. Okay. Um, we can travel around um, soon. Uh, but I just wanted to let you know that. And then um, on the negative side, I wanted to say, uh, you don't have to worry about that guy that was uh, trolling you back in 2000. So I think he didn't uh, stay too positive in his life after not making money on the website. So he is oh. uh, dead as a door now. So you don't have to worry about that. He's he, dead? Uh, he died a couple of years ago. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter. Um, okay. He had a Twitter feed and well, uh-huh. didn't take care of himself. And I think okay. he got bitter because he didn't make any money um, okay. writing a bunch of crap. Uh, well, you know, I, I listen, I don't, I don't, uh, right. Hard, exactly. Hard feelings against him. I mean, I, I hope that Satan's got his dick up his ass too. So that's right. That's right. You get what you, you get what you put out in the world, Tony. Exactly. That's uh, exactly. But you, With you your eyes open. <laughs> yeah right. I'll, I'll let you go I'll get better right, Brian. Kidding, but it was great thank talking you. to you thank you Brian I appreciate <laughs> you buddy okay. uh, Bobby Duncan I hope you're with us and not in hell getting fucked by Satan with his eyes open <laughs> Bobby where yeah, you at right? hey how's it going Cassio what's up brother hey man good to see you in uh, Dallas and can't wait for Chicago hey Tony how you doing sir Bobby how are you buddy I'm doing great. Doing great. Waiting on the daughter to get out of dance class. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. I have a question for you. Uh, a couple of them, actually. Uh, the transition between uh, JCP and WCW when Ted bought it. Yeah. 
what was the uh, what was it what was it like for uh, you know for the broadcasters and the and the wrestlers? Was it was it just another day at the office, or was there was it a big was it a big deal? No, it was a big deal, and the reason it was a big deal is because Jim Hurd sucked. Yeah, and and we uh, we were we're now working for a guy who had who was a fucking idiot, and uh, so uh, that was the big deal. And, and of course, uh, I've mentioned the story before, and I'll, I'll make it very brief. That you know, I I and it's in my book. I, we went in and talked to him and uh, Jack Petrick, uh, Jr. and I did, and Jr. basically because Jr. was and still is, you know, one of the greatest salesmen ever. Uh, basically, got. Jim and I got us big money. And then I went home and thought, I don't really want to work for this guy. I, I really don't want to work for Turner Broadcasting. And so that's when I left the WWE. And I know it 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 was it was said that I left because JR was getting a bigger push than me. And uh that's a lie. I left because I didn't want to work for Turner Broadcasting and, and Jim Hurd, and I was going to get good money. But WWE offered me more money, and uh, and I just wanted to see how it would do up there. But uh, we went from a very small-time mom-and-pop organization to working for a TV station, a TV network that really didn't give a shit about us. And I think everybody knew that from the, uh, from the people who worked in the front office, from the announcers to the wrestlers. We just tried to make the best out of it, but we knew that Again, the reason Vince McMahon has worked is Vince owns the wrestling company. USA Network or Fox does not own the WWE. And that's one of the reasons AEW is working, because Tony Khan owns the company, uh, not Turner Broadcasting. If a TV station is going to own a wrestling company, and this is a cautionary tale, if Disney ever buys WWE like it's been rumored, it ain't going to be the same. It's not going to be the same, because it's just going to be... It's going to be another, if, if Disney or let's say Fox buys a WWE, it's just going to be another thing that they got aside from their streaming service, uh, their, uh, their Fox News, uh, their, the football. Uh, when the wrestling company is the entire focus of what you're doing, that's when a wrestling company can prosper, I think. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. they didn't. Uh... They didn't want it, you know. And no, no, the minute the minute Ted bought the thing, they were like, "We want it gone." And the, so, the minute Ted was out, we were out the door yeah, too, basically. Yeah, the minute they yeah. like in the, uh, I think it was the uh, rise and fall of Ted Turner's WCW, the the video that WWE did. Yeah, and and that's exactly what uh, yeah. what everybody said in there. The minute that Ted Turner was neutralized, it was done. Yep, you know, there was no more. No, you're right. Um, my other question, and I don't want to tie, tie it all up, um, since they were doing the the transition between JCP and WCW, did they uh, did they start working on the graphics transition before that, or when it because it just like dropped almost like it dropped immediately, so it it felt to me like they had the WCW graphics ready to go. Yeah, well. Uh, graphics back then, Bobby, were not as big a deal as they are now to put together. You could probably okay. do a, you could probably do a new graphic on a, on one of those Chiron keyboards. So, yeah, yeah. no, I don't, I, I, listen, the company was so fucking stupid. It had no forethought. 
Yeah, it just, do. I don't know. It, it didn't know. Listen, so here's, here's, here's the company that brought out Ric Flair against Ricky Steamboat and had Ric Flair's name spelled R-I-C-K in the background. Okay. Yeah. That's all you need yeah. to know. That's all you need right. to know about this company. Right. Yeah. Well, and then you got the deal. Uh, what was it? One of the, I don't know if it was David Crockett or Jim or who it was on that, on that same DVD. And they said, you know, a, m- a month before that, before they bought it, they sold out an arena and then, you know, the next time it, they couldn't even get, you know, butts in the seats as it were. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it, 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 y'all. Yeah. It, it's kind of a cause too, that the focus was, was shifting away from the arenas to TV. And yeah. that's kind of all it is right now. I know the WWE runs house shows. AEW does not, but it's just, that was kind of the trend to me. That era was kind of the transition from it becoming it. What became more important was not the gates, not drawing money at the gates. It was giving a good number for the television network. Hey, listen, we, it, 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 it to me was kind of apparent. And this was really stupid. I don't know why. If you watch, if you go back and watch the nitros, it's almost like we were so, we were so uh, determined for Nitro to do a good number that that was bigger to us than having a good pay-per-view show. Yeah. And the pay-per-view is where you make your freaking money. Yep. But, but Nitro it, was, Nitro was more important. That's because we were owned by the network. Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, the, all they cared about was putting a product on the air as Arn Anderson said. That's it. Yep. They didn't care if it was any good. They just no. said, put one on the air. Yep. Exactly. So, all right. Well, good talking to you, buddy. And we right, will Bobby. see you in Chicago. Thanks, man. All right. Take care. Take care. Thanks, Thanks Casio. Thanks, sir. We got time for uh, three more quick ones. Matthew, Matthew, what you got, brother? How are you, Casio? Good, man. Appreciate you joining us. Tony, how are you, sir? You are the man. Thanks, Matthew. Good talking to you, brother. It's good talking to you. This is an honor, by the way. First time ever getting to talk. It's a complete honor. I watched you and everybody else growing up. So, all right. Um, care. Thank you. I kind of, kind of like to get to know what your favorites are. So, I guess my question would be: if you, uh, if you could have a holy grail scenario, if you could, uh, any two wrestlers, put them in any building, any venue, and someone to call call the match with you, what would be your ultimate scenario, and why? What is it about them people that why you picked them? Well, I've I've answered this question before, uh, and I, uh, it kind of hit me one day. Uh, I would like to see, uh, in their prime, uh, Ricky Steamboat go up against, uh, Kenny Omega. And, uh, I would also like to call the match with Jr. I think as legit sports calling as a sports, uh, as a real sport. What would be your like mecca venue, your all-time favorite venue? Oh, it'd be Madison Square Garden. Oh, there you go. Yeah, no, you go. no question, no question. Well, Miss I thought maybe you would. I thought maybe you had a like some in the old Atlanta days or a, a JCP type. No, you know what? We 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 never. If you go back and take a look, we never drew well in Atlanta. Right. We, ne- we never did really well at the old Omni. We did well right. at some other place, but the Omni was like, eh. I know Arn has said on his podcast the the Omni was uh, the Madison Square Garden of the South, and no, it was not. Uh, the, the South didn't have a Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden was, and still is, the greatest wrestling venue ever. 
Fair so. enough. Fair enough. Well, I, uh, I don't want to take up too much time. I look forward to meeting you. I upgrade on the first tier, so I'll get to I'll be at Top Guy Weekend. Look I'll be there. Meeting you. I'll be there, and, and I'll be sober. Keep All up, right. Keep up the awesome work. I have a I have a story that I won't take up time to do, but I look forward to telling you guys. You guys have. You guys did amazing, something amazing for me and my family that you guys ain't aware of, and I look okay. forward to you telling. All right, great, Matt. Thank you, thank you, Matthew. Thank you, I appreciate sir. you, buddy. Thank you, Matthew. We all look forward to seeing you, brother. Appreciate you joining us. Appreciate you upgrading, man. I look forward to it. We got our last two here. Let's get Darren in. Darren, what's up, brother? Hey, thanks for putting me on. Uh, I, I do want to piggyback on one thing that was just said when you're talking about the MSG of the South. I think the closest thing would be Greensboro Coliseum. Yeah, uh, that I just, agree. That, that's just my opinion. Uh, the question I want to ask, and I'll try to be brief. Um, it came up when you were talking to Shuley about playing video games with your with your kids. Right. Uh, my brother and I had a uh, an old school NES. We used to play a game called Ring King. Ring King, okay. Yeah, it was a boxing game. Right. And my brother and I figured out a trick where we could knock the other boxer out of the ring. Like he would leap, he would go flip over backwards out of the ring. And we always used to play dad so that we could knock him out of the ring. So we come home from school one day and dad's home, which is rare. You know, he's, he's rarely home when we get out of school. He says, you guys want to play ring king? He destroys us every he's knocking us out of the ring. He, he, he literally took a day off work to practice his game so that he could beat the shit out of us and say, see, you know, you thought, thought you could get old dad. I was wondering if you had that competitive thing with your kids on the video games. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we, we competed. Uh, we did, uh, the, the Mike Tyson boxing game whatever that was. Yeah. Uh, punch, punch out, out, punch out, punch out. Yeah. We, we competed on that a lot. Uh, we competed on, uh, on, uh, super Mario brothers two or Mario brothers two. I was the first person in the family to beat that game. Okay. And I beat it at three o'clock in the morning during a school day. Okay. <laughs> and I woke those little four fuckers up. And I said, hey, what, 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 dad, what? I just beat Super Mario Brothers too. So there you go. And walked out, walked, uh, went to the twins had one bedroom. Chris had one, Matt had one. Woke them all up. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was always kind of the, uh, the competition about who could get further on a Mario game or something like that. Yeah. Is that it, Darren? Yep. Thank you. Thank you, brother. God, you reminded me of my... I got my dad into it because I got him to play Contra with me because I needed another guy to uh, shoot him up. And then we got Zelda. Yeah. Uh, and he did. The, I was fighting the last boss on Zelda. And he finally said, would you like me to show you how to do it? And I said, well, you don't know. And he said, I beat that son of a bitch last week. I've been waiting on you to get here. <laughs> I beat that yeah. son of a bitch last week. Yeah, I was like, you son of a bitch. Oh, God. All right, we got time for one more Sorensen with a great picture of me pinning him. Oh God! Uh, out in Dallas, what's up, brother? Howdy, howdy! I had to feed the ego just a little bit for you, Cassio. You got here with Jeff Jarrett still, or are you good? 
Uh, my my jaw's a little hurt. Uh, you can't. I'm fat, so you can't tell it's still swollen. But yeah, I heard he smacked you in the ma- mouth. You should have just d- done a leg dive on that fucking <laughs> motherfucker. I would have. I would have sold it, gone down to one knee, and then grabbed his leg and not there's let go. Top, there's Top Guy weekend. We're, okay. we're, we're not. I, I got to get go. retaliation. Well, I'll tell you I what. You you grab his leg, and I'll kick him in the nuts for you. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you kissed the make up made up yet. <laughs> All right, what do you got for tea? Um, Mr. Tony Schiavone, I was watching an old Nitro, and it was towards actually the very end when there was a coffin on wheels. Yeah. But do you remember the Jeff Jarrett fat suit? No. Uh, uh, <laughs> incident? I'm, I remember the Tory Wilson fat suit. I remember that. You remember they did a video with Tori Wilson about when she was younger, about, you know, she she was a fat girl. And I was working with Madden, and Matt and Madden came up with the greatest line in the world. We did the video. We came out of the video. Tori had put this fat suit on, and Madden said, "How could anyone let themselves go like that?" And of course, Madden was like, "You know, that big around." And I thought it was so cool the way Madden said that. But I don't remember that. I don't remember the the double J fat suit. No, it was it was it was to build up towards greed. Um, okay. It involved Dustin, Jeff. Okay. Um, but why does Jeff Jarrett think he's a horseman? Why does Jeff Jarrett think he's a horseman? <laughs> because he's yeah. delus- He's delusional. Okay. Hey, he he's a he invested in a minor league baseball team. Why don't he just take his money and throw it down the fucking shitter? Okay. I've been to Savannah Bananas. Yeah, why not the Savannah Bananas? He got a what's he what is he a co-owner of a team in Springfield or wherever? Darren, oh, no. uh, the, the guy from LA Law is doing a you time the there. Is, my, is my time. Oh, yes, sir. Shit. Okay. You got it, pal. Okay. Go ahead, Sorns. Um, but you no, take Tony, Go ahead. Tony, you you you're truly one of the best all-time commentators and sports and professional wrestling. Um, sorry, I, I'm sorry I'm not as great as you, but I hope I'm half the man you are when I'm 60. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you, uh, and I appreciate the nice comments. Even though you did heal on Coach Rosie, I appreciate you, brother. He <laughs> deserved it. Okay. Yeah, so Thank Corbin you. Burnson, he's going to be there. Fucking Corbin Burnson. Who the hell wants a Corbin Burnson autograph? Yeah. Double J's bringing him out there. I mean, oh, shit. Jesus. They're going to get the blue hairs out from the nursing home. He might have been in that 69 tops, brother. We don't know. <laughs> Corbin played baseball, didn't he? That new know. podcast needs a lot less, Coach. Just yeah. saying. <laughs> oh, look, we can't have people turning on each other. Yeah, okay, Let's we're healing stop that. All right. <laughs> All right. I, I, I just got a note from Lois. Got to bring the bug down for his medicine, so I got to do that, and that's that's an experience in itself. We got to put that. that we made it through without him shitting himself or you shitting yourself. Yeah. This is a big win. Yeah, we need to need to put uh, the bug uh, medicine regiment on uh, on WHW Monday sometime because it's something else. That'd <laughs> be your first Twitch episode. You give yeah. him medicine. <laughs> giving him medicine. Well, guys, gals, everybody, thank you for joining us. Thank you for asking questions, hanging out with us. Tony, we greatly appreciate your time, brother. We know how busy you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you, my man. Thank you, everybody. We'll see everybody at Top Guy Weekend, too. Thank you, Tony. 
All right. See you tomorrow night. Uh, all right, Eddie. Hey, Candy Lickers. All right.